Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conversations with Jackie and Bobby. We're your hosts, Jackie and Bobby Angel. And today we're going to do a little recap of the year. Can you believe it is all almost the end of this year? Yeah, this is the obligatory. We're going to go on a little winter break. We'll be back. <laughs> we're going to be recording, be back in the new year. But 2023, we got to travel. We had another baby. Yeah. Yeah. So last year at this time, I was, I, no one knew yet. Well, some people knew, but I knew. I, I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think we kind of announced it at Seek because I was like, I can't hide this belly any longer, this like four to five month stomach. So <laughs> I need to, we probably should announce that. So anyways, Benny came, Benedict David, which means, I think we already talked about this. Benedict David means beloved. Um, David means beloved. Benedict means good word and angel means messenger. So his name means the beloved messenger of the good word. And that's been such a, for this year, even just speaking, I'm like, that's, that's all of us. We're all the beloved messenger of the good word. Like who we are is that we are beloved children of God. And our mission is that we are supposed to share the good word, the gospel. I had to hop on a zoom with a meeting, uh, with a friend and he, I had to hold Benny at one point. And he said, oh, is this Benedict or, or John Paul? I said, Benedict. He said, oh, I was totally joking. <laughs> just, just taking a guess there at one of the popes. Being a Catholic family, it's a percentage <laughs> chance it's a pope name. Yeah, and Benny, Benedict's becoming, it's going on the rise. I Because I've heard more and more people naming their kid Benedict and not after Cumberbatch, right? <laughs> yeah, they're like, man, you you love Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's that's totally it. We spoke at Texas A&M and I was speaking to the late, and like, we named our kid Benedict, not after Cumberbatch, but after the pope. <laughs> And after the saint, really, because it's a great name. Yeah. But we call him Benny, which people think of Benny and the Jets or Benny, Benny, boop, boop. Little Ben, big Little Ben. Little Benny, big Ben. He's, he's huge, ginormous baby. He's a big baby. But before that, we got to go to Rome for our 10-year anniversary, which was until August, but we knew we were going to have a baby. So we're like, let's, like, literally, I think two weeks before we booked, the, or maybe a month before we booked the flights to Rome in Assisi. Yeah. Really I mean, cold time of year, but. It was great. Because it wasn't. Tourist heavy, and we were and sweaty heavy. <laughs> yes, and which we, is always what I'm thinking about. We're blessed to have gone before, so we didn't need to blitz all the tourist spots of Rome. We got to just take our time and go to all the side B churches, which were amazing. And yeah, every eat, side B and C church is like absolutely stunning, and gorgeous. Eat our way through Italy. Amen. Amen. Oh, the food! I if I could only go pl- one place ever, it would just be Italy because I just. The food is so good. Even the bad food is good. Like even the restaurants that aren't good are still good. <laughs> like their tourist traps, you're like, this is still so good. Well, they, they all have like $3 bottles of house wine yeah. that are really good. Yeah. And I'm not big into wine, but I'm like, I'm getting it. Yeah. Our friend Father Alex, who was a deacon at the time, he got us a Scavi tour, which is when you go under the Vatican and you see where the first, I mean, they just kept building on top of these, ruins. these ruins, yeah. And you see St. Peter's burial place, which is amazing. I mean, I've been to Rome, I think that was my fourth or fifth time. And um, I had never done a scabby tour because you need a special, you need an inn. And so you need to like know somebody. And so this was the first time I really actually knew somebody at the NAC, which is the North American College where a few of our friends have studied to become there in like in seminary. So we actually knew somebody there and he got us, he got us in and it was amazing. It was pretty amazing. So what an amazing trip. And then a CC, which we didn't know Carlo Cutis was buried there until we were on the way. And blessed Carlo has been, I think more and more in our lives, not only because you're, you wrote the video game book, 
but why do you think? I mean, he's just been following us around lately. Yeah, I, I think there's certain saints that seem to follow us they at stalk different you like at, Padre Pio at different times. Padre Pio is always following. He's always me. following Saint Charbel. Like we all have these saints. Like Saint Therese just keeps popping up, or yeah. prayer cards, or images that may have always been there, but are suddenly jumping out at you. Sometimes I I believe it's the Holy Spirit using certain holy men and women to like get our attention because maybe they have the virtues we need to grow in. Maybe they're, it's that challenge to like, to pray a little more, um, devote myself a little bit more to, to get uncomfortable, to give God that time and and that attention in the way that, so I've heard it said too, like we have to have the saints that we look up to, that we, admire with ease but it also is good to have the saints that trouble us Mm. that like like for like saint francis great i've never had a personal pension but that also i could look at that okay maybe is that i like stuff is there an attachment to stuff there where i'm like saint francis cool stay over there though i don't want to sleep on a cardboard mattress (laughs) yeah there's a penitential um like resolve that maybe i need to grow in so i should befriend saint francis a bit more yeah, so Blessed Carlo, um, I mean, because because of it, he played video games and he was a he's a millennial. He would have been thirty three this year. Yeah, so he's kind of my spiritual little brother in a way. I think there is also like all the excuses we have of who could be a saint in this time with all the technology we have and the distractions, and it's like he did. Yeah, yeah. He, he just made the time. And really, what is being a saint? I mean, it's. It's being who God called you to be. Yeah, in the state of life you're in. In the state of life you're in. And um, doing God's will, one day at a time. It's not about like, I'm going to do... And that was a whole Mother Teresa, St. Teresa of Calcutta. Her whole thing was, I cannot do any great things. I can only do small things with great love. And so as parents, as like as a mom, like doing laundry, do I do small things with great love? Although the laundry doesn't seem small, it seems. I, I made up a song, I'll be doing laundry forever. My parody. Like I'm going to write. I, I've written a verse. You've written many. <laughs> I've written many, many parodies. <laughs> you have an album for, album full. I could be the Weird Al Yankovic of... Worship parodies. Oh, I have them. Oh, I got them. But anyways, laundry. Like, do I do laundry with love? Do I cook with great love because I love eating, but I don't love cooking. I wish I had a personal show. Well, and love doesn't mean a warm, fuzzy feeling. No, it doesn't. It's a sacrifice. Love means doing something I don't want to do, but I do it because I love. That's what our kids, we told them, like, it's not just about feeling good. It's a sacrifice. That's the ultimate, that's what the best type of love is. That's what agape love is. It's sacrifice. That we do things that we don't necessarily feel like doing, but it's, it's out of love for God, our neighbor, or ourselves. So it's not this fake thing, but sometimes, yeah, cooking, it's like, oh, I just want someone to cook for me all day. So Pop tarts. <laughs> Bobby can, will cook me pop tarts. I can make a mean pop tart. A mean boiled egg, not yet a boiled potato, but <laughs> our kids are gonna be better cooks than I will be. Oh, we is hope the goal. So. Yeah, the goal. And for me, a few, for a few reasons. Yeah. Um but anyway, so we love Carlo, and we saw him in Assisi. That was a very long detour about how we went to Assisi. But, you know, that's what happens sometimes. That's so. what a conversation does. That's right. Does. That's when you have conversations with Jackie and Bobby. It detours. <laughs> yeah, so he was a, a influence big time in our lives over this past year in particular. 
Um, the blessing of coming out with that Gaming and the Heroic, Heroic Life book with Ave Maria. It's great for that to see the light of day. And I had asked for his intercession on the project. I was finishing the manuscript on the airplane to Rome, not realizing he was buried in Assisi. And we had already because he's from Turin. Right. So I assumed he was up in, in northern Italy, not Assisi. Yeah. But Assisi was one of his favorite places. So he asked he wanted to be buried there. Yeah. And there were no there was no one in that church. Where when he's came, yeah. where he's entombed when we were there, and so we just got to spend some time and, and pray before him, and probably because there was snow on the ground in Assisi, it was really cold. It was very and, very cold. Yeah, and so everyone's like, Assisi's a beautiful summer place. But anyways, that was a beautiful, wonderful trip. Got to see my friend Julie, who is a um, still in formation with the missionaries of Maximilian Colby. Just so you know, if you don't feel called to be a nun. Um, you don't feel called to be married, but you do feel called to be a consecrated single. There are many ways to be consecrated to our Lord. And one of them is the missionaries of Maximilian Colby. They're consecrated women, um, but they're not nuns. They can live in community or they can choose not to, and they can have regular jobs. And so she was in Bologna at the time. She came down on a train to Rome. It was so great to see her. She was in my. She was one of my bridesmaids, friend from college. And it was so great to to see her and then meet one of her fellow missionaries of Maximilian Colby. And um, yeah, even the, the the other missionary who was from Rome, we went to a food place and she said, this is some of the best pasta I've ever had because it was handmade. Oh, handmade one of those baby hole, Jesus pillowy pastas. It was so good. Hole in the wall restaurants that only seats. Like 12 people. Like eight people, maybe. Yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, anyways. Okay. Enough about Rome and the food. And then came Benny. Well, we had, we were blessed to do a lot of traveling ministry this past year. Um, like we went to A&M, spoke in Indiana, Hoosiers. Yeah, the Hoosiers. You've done a lot of women's conferences lately. Yeah, it's been awesome. Louisiana, the Genesis of Eve conference, did the North Texas Women's Conference. It's been great. And I have upcoming in the next year a lot of women's conferences, which... It's so it's been really cool to grow as an adult. Like our heart, I, I love youth ministry. I have been in youth ministry since I was in youth ministry. I mean, when I graduated high school, I started doing high school ministry. I started doing middle school youth ministry, and so that's been my heart because that's where I had my conversion was in a student a student mill youth conference. So I still have a massive heart for youth ministry. But we're getting as, we're getting older. We're getting older, and so now. Um, in our state of life, we also love newly married couples or engaged couple ministry. I love women's ministry, whether it's moms and daughters or just w- women of all ages. Um, we've been doing parish missions and it's really all ages. And whenever I ask the Lord what he wants me to speak about, no matter what the theme is, it's always like, tell them about my love because so many of us have been wounded and love has been distorted. What we think about love has been distorted. And so... Um, kind of re- reminding people about God's love, that we don't earn God's love. We can't lose God's love because we can't earn it. Um, so anyways, yeah, whenever I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to speak about? He's like, always come back to my love because it's just our woundedness has distorted our view of God's love, how we love ourselves and how we love others. And I really this year have been thinking like all the people that you that are online or that in your life that have that hate people or say horrible things about people or call people names or they treat people poorly, like people in your lives who are rude to you. What I've really come to realize is those people have a lot of self-hatred because it says in scripture, love your neighbor as yourself. And 
if you hate yourself, you can't love others properly. So you can tell this is a defense mechanism. The, the, to the extent that you hate yourself, you will hate others. You will call people names. You will, and, and that comes from obviously woundedness. Like no one hates himself. Like our little children, I see our innocent little baby and our innocent little toddlers, and they don't hate themselves, but it comes from a woundedness, an abandonment, rejection that we start building up these walls and self-hatred. And then obviously I love this phrase and Sister Miriam uses it a lot, like um, the wounds which are not healed are transmitted. Wounds that are not healed are transmitted. So any wound in me that is not healed is going to be transmitted to others, to my husband, to my kids. And, and we could probably have a whole other episode about that. Um, but yeah, I, I so that's even in talking about l- proper love, we not in the self-help type of way. We need to learn how to love ourselves as God loves us, how God sees us as he sees us as, as his children, like my sweet little baby. I love my sweet little baby. And looking at that, my little baby Benny's, you know, there's so much love. There's nothing my kids could do that would prevent me from loving them. And so God loves us that same way. And when we don't know that, man, <clears throat> it's a, it's a wounding to, we can really wound other people when we have self-hatred. So just as a, a balm for your souls. If there's someone in your life who is really horrible to you, because we probably all have those kind of people in our lives or even on social media, just know that those people are dealing with self-hatred when they hate other people like that. They treat other people like that. It's because they hate themselves. So I was just at a dad's group the other night and Joe Rogan came up. Someone was listening to an episode of his recently where I guess he said, uh, his own kind of understanding and growth of like, man, we're all just like little kids. Like we're all just still kind of stuck like little kids, mm-hmm. like in adult bodies, like acting out of, Amen. I want attention or I never got attention. And yep. so this is how I am. And I don't know what episode it was or who he was talking with, but I was like, I mean, that's, that's psychologically pretty profound like yeah. there it is sound and profound <laughs> it rhymes, it rhymes. So it must be true that's, that's <laughs> abraham lincoln said uh, that <laughs> but actually that when i'm at parish missions and it can be and it can be pretty like hey especially when i was like 25 and doing parish missions and there was like 80 year olds in the room and they've been catholic for so long and i used to be pretty um like oh my gosh who am i to speak to these 80 year olds but really god showed to me like jackie they're all like little kids we're all like little children and some of these people who are in their 70s, 80s, 90s has, have still never dealt with their abuse. They've still never dealt with the rejection from their mother, their father, their sibling, or that like sibling rivalry where they had a sibling who was a golden child. I mean, I don't care how old you are. In my mind, I'm like, we're still all little kids and we're either joyful childlike or we're childish and we've never grown out of that stage and we still throw adult temper tantrums. Or we're still acting out of worry yeah, fear. And, and anxiety. So there's a, a clutching to routines, to like possessions. Control. Yeah. just So even that disposition, if you find yourself really kind of choked by anxiety, um, there's, there's something there. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, we've been enjoying doing all these like ministries with different ages. Because for me, it's like the truth is the truth. And 
And it was so cool. I was doing a women's, I don't think I told you this actually, maybe I did, at the, a women's ministry I did up in Prosper, Texas. Um, you didn't tell me? I don't, I don't, maybe I did. I can't remember. But that day, I, one of the Knights of Columbus were helping out and the guy was like, again, he was probably a 70 year old, but he said, you need to come speak to our Knights of Columbus. And I'm like, he's like, do you speak to men? I'm like, of, co- of course, I'll speak to anybody, you know? <laughs> but I love that, that. He was like, they need to hear this because it's just basic, the truth of the gospel, right? Um, I need to hear it. Bobby and I need to hear it over and over again because humans were just, we forget. And yeah, we have our own woundedness. So we need to remember constantly. Yeah. We also got up to Toronto. Hey. Hey, Toronto. Hey. They say A in the Midwest, in Saskatchewan, they say hey. Oh. Apparently. Hey. Our friends are from Saskatchewan. They always said, you know, like Americans, we say, yeah, right? Right? In different places, like in, in, in France, they say, uh, uh, in uh, <laughs> Scotland, they say, um, um, yeah, it's like funny, all these, right? Hey, hey. So yeah, Toronto was great. Brought yeah. Benedict. Did not have a passport for Benedict. And it was a like three year wait, apparently. So, but <laughs> if you, that. to fly, but if you drive over the American border. Apparently, you don't need a passport if in, you drive. Into Canada, you just need a birth certificate. So that's what we did. So we had to reschedule that flight because we realized, whoopsies, we're a little... And like Benny was born, literally we would have had to get a passport like the day he was born for how long the wait was. Yeah. That didn't happen. So birth certificate, just so you know, you can drive across to Canada and don't need a passport. But if you fly, you need a passport no matter how old that baby is. So The more you know. (laughs) So we've got more ministry events lined up in 2024, which we're looking forward to. Um... Uh, another thing this year is I threw you a surprise party. I'm turning 40. The big 4-0. Yeah. I'm having a midlife crisis. You assume, <laughs> you assume you're midlife. Oh, Lord. Well, I mean, my midlife could be when I'm 50. My midlife could have already happened. I could die tomorrow. So Memento Mori. Who knows? Hashtag Memento Mori. Remember your death. Um, you threw me a surprise party. And poor Bobby, you guys. So <clears throat> I had an inkling... Because he put on my own calendar, so we have a shared calendar, my calendar, his calendar, on his calendar was that I was supposed to go to an Advent women's night at my friend's house. I'm like, wait a second, why would she not have told me? So that gave me a little bit of clue. Now, I've never had anyone throw a surprise party for me, but last year at our friend, we had like three... 40 surprise parties or like two. And I was like, Hey, if you ever want to just, just, you know, throw a party for me, it's like a year ago, you need to consult my friend, Kristen, who is a great planner. She's a planner. You need people in your life who are, if you are a planner, so great. If then, if you're not, you need people in your life who are. It's December. I was dreaming about this in June and July. Like, all right, Mm -hmm. how could I pull this off? Yeah. Cause I thought like we could do a worship night where you're leading the music, but it's not really, everyone's there for a party. Ah. Uh, the okay. problem was there already was a women's worship night. Like and the next week. Yeah. So it's like that's not gonna work. Yeah. So just try to plan and you had already got And I could have said no too, been like, oh, we're so busy that week. I that, had that was parish the, mission. Yeah, you already had a parish mission. And a women's conference that week. Like I had four days. So it was the thought was we need to create the most low stress gathering of ladies you could think of to get you there. And because you had put on my calendar. Now, granted, I didn't realize I found this out afterwards. I had planned, I had said yes to an event that night. Someone texted me just at our, our church and said, Hey, could you do a young adult night? And I was like, sure, I have it open. And then Bobby and our friend Tammy, so who I does had, our booking. I like, had to get it on the calendar <laughs> because this was going to happen. And 
our friend Tammy, who does our booking, intercepted, and she's like, "Call me immediately." Yeah, like whoop, someone because that like girl was calling her saying, "Hey, is Jackie coming?" So I had to call and say, <laughs> "Jackie can't do it. She doesn't know why. She just uh, can't do it. She can't do it." So I had an inkling because there was something on my calendar that my friend, one of my best friends, did not tell me about, but Bobby put. It. I'm like, "Well, that's weird." So I had an inkling, but I came under the guise that it was all women. So when the door opens and there are men there, that was my first shock. Like, oh, wait, like all of our friends, husbands and like our group, beautiful group of friends. And that was a shock. I was like, oh, my and Father Edwin. I'm like, there's men here. So that was shocking. And then I was just laughing. And then they're like, and we have another surprise. And it was the surprise that our friend Tammy drove up from five hours from Beaumont. And it was her birthday, her birthday. And I had sent her flowers. And I was like, hey, did you get that was the other funny thing is that day I sent her flowers. I was like, are you in the office? She wasn't. She was not because she had driven up here and she's and she took a picture of the flower or had someone else take a picture of the flowers, send it to her to send to me saying, oh, beautiful flowers. I got the flowers. And Bobby's like, she's sending you flowers just so you know, like play they're it cool, play cool. And so that I was thinking like, oh, she's in the office. Not thinking she came. So I was a surprise that she came up. The other, the big surprise though, that like, I just was overwhelmed with tears, like immediately they're like, and we have one more surprise. And I turn around, I see it's my friend, Marianne, who is in my, in my wedding. Um, I've known her since college. My best friend is from California. And so I turn around and they, Bobby flew her out and I just, it's like, it was one of those that like, I just burst into tears. No, you weren't there because you were behind me with the kids. You had sent me off to this night. I was trying to play it cool for yeah. weeks. <clears throat> and the day of, I'm like, go have fun with your ladies. I got the kids. Don't worry. So you left. And as soon as you left and the car pulled out, mm-hmm. I was like, kids, get in the car right now. We're going to a party for, for mom. She doesn't know it's a party. Yeah. And so when when the door opened, there were people there. I'm like, oh, is Bobby going to miss this? Because I'm... <laughs> And then Chris was like, no, he's coming right behind you with the kids. I was like, oh, thank God. Like, Yeah, so we showed up five minutes later. Yeah, so he didn't see my reaction. But people were, some of our friends are filming it. But like, I literally turned around and I see Marianne and I just burst into tears. It was one of the, I was just like, I, I yeah, it was like just overcome with emotion. Because that, to me, like, that really was the biggest, like, Tammy being there was a surprise. And then Marianne flying out was like. Well, I thought, who would put it over the top Yeah. if you walk in and they were there. Right. So even if you had an inkling, there's maybe a shindig for me. Yeah. That I, I was hoping to layer enough extra stuff. Yeah. And then you had a little TV and I was like, oh, is he going to play Paw Patrol for the kids? No, but- the dads were like, we're going to play Mario Kart or what? <laughs> but he had made a little video montage. It. What's funny is Bobby led retreats at a high school for how many years? Ten years? Nine years? Yeah, about nine, ten years. And so you had how many retreats a year? Three, four, three to four. Four. And uh, you had to receive Polanka letters. It was one of these retreats where you got surprise letters from family and friends. Yeah. Uh, you didn't know they were coming. So on the halfway through the retreat. Like a surge retreat and Alpha. What, what are the other ones? It's um, Kairos. Curcio. It's one of these like surprise letters. Yeah. One of the um, nights. And it just rocks you because it's the, the retreat team has done all this work behind the scenes to reach out to your family and friends. And then I apologize for anyone who's about to go on a retreat like this. And, and you're like, wait, what? What's coming? Um, so, yeah, they have these video programs out now where you can get videos from family and friends. Mm-hmm. You know, 30, what's, it what's the I used tribute. They're not sponsoring us. No, not at all. <clears throat> <But> um, <laughs> tribute. <laughs> feel free to contact us. Uh, and it's like 
reaches out to the people 30 seconds to a minute, wish them happy birthday, say something nice about them, yeah. et cetera. And so they collect the videos and then you can edit it or they have a team that can edit it together and then you've got something to show. And then some people were really quick on it. Some people were dragging to the deadline, which I totally get, but I felt like I was back in retreat leader mode. Trying to get those tracking <laughs> before down the day. Kim Zember, like one of your closest friends. Was in Ethiopia. No, no, but like a week. She's like, I'll do it today. Five days later. I'll do it today. I swear. Calling out Kim. We love you, Kim. I'm boarding the air I'm boarding an airplane right now. And I was about to hit publish to like lock the 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 videos in who had sent it. Uh, Yeah. And she no joke, just texted me. She's like, I just sent it. Oh my gosh. And it's her in Ethiopia, like, hey girl. Yeah, so I just and yeah, so I had this TV that had this tribute from different family and friends and ministry. I, and I was thinking it was just gonna be family because at first it was like my parents and so then. I, yeah, so I can edit it. So I'm like, how do I surprise you with certain people? Because like, who comes when? Yeah, can also yeah. be a cool like depending on how you. This is like the melancholic artist in me is like all right. Yeah, so that was really really beautiful, and that made me tear up as well. So even if I had an inkling that there was a party at all. It, there were some really surprises that made me really, really surprised. Um, but I can't believe, like, Bobby's face of relief you get. Like, I've never seen his flushed. Like, he he's so chill normally and even keeled. And so to see Bobby, like, in a state of, like, total relief, like, oh, thank God this is, we pulled it off. Like, I've never seen that look. It's a lot to emotionally hold in oh my, for, for like months. weeks and months. And then especially when you're oh getting close and you're like, you're just in this constant text chain with other conspirators. And Bobby, like making sure his phone's not out because like, why I, would my friends be texting him? I had the, especially the, the weeks leading up to it. I couldn't oh leave my, my phone out because what if she looks at it? What if she sees? And our kids can read. And so our kids are like, why is so-and-so texting? Because they're like, hey, mom, someone texted you. They, and they see the name. Right. Oh my gosh. So, so Bobby. The, there's all these different things you have to like hold in your head. You're yeah. trying to pull this off. Um, and is it a big deal if somehow it's spoiled? Like, no, but there's a point where there's so much work that's gone into this. You want it to be. Yeah. And especially like the day of, you're like, the day of, we somebody made it. texted me, happy birthday, Jackie. And I'm like, what? My birthday's not till for like three weeks. Oh yeah, that would have. And I had no clue because it was someone who was related to my friend who surprised me. And I had no clue. I was like, oh, that's weird. Okay. And like it made, I had no clue why that person would be texting on that day. So it was kind of funny. Yeah. And you're just like, I, we texting people like, I am 98% sure she doesn't know. And some people are like, she knows she's on to us. No. We need to. Um, but it was like Bobby, like in our marriage, it was like Bobby threw like the winning touchdown pass of the Super Bowl because he's going to be riding on this glory for, he's like years, I'm like months. 10 years. <laughs> Not till you're 50. Until the 50. No, I'm like, you're like, you know, like when you, when you won the Super Bowl and like you've thrown that winning, winning touchdown and like you're, yeah, riding high. Like I look at him like, wow, babe, you did that. That was really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that'll, that'll ride for months. <laughs> He's like years. <laughs> years. <laughs> anyway, so that was lovely. That was really, that was really sweet. Um, Yeah. What, what, what else is... What else is going on? Any uh, any exciting things for the new year you're going to do? I read 40 books this year. 
Which is insane, you I guys. Keep, I keep track. And again, oh it's like gosh. a page at a time with all these, <laughs> all these crazy kids. Some of it was work-related. Some of it was leisure or spiritual reading. A lot of it had oh to do with the, the mentorship program I just wrapped up with. Oh, under, yeah. You're like doing a master's, so you had to read a lot. I read a lot. Um, so I've, I have graduated is the right word, but I, I, got, uh, I, I finished the program, the Catholic Psych Applied personalism program. So I am now a certified mentor under them and I'm working as a partner mentor. So continuing to meet with clients and I'm going to advertise that more in the new year, um, using like the, this asynchronous voice memo app so that it's not somewhere you have to drive to. It's not like a zoom meeting, but it's this daily accompaniment model that Dr. Greg Bataro and the Catholic Psych team have really come up with that I've seen like it can bring real healing. In a quick amount of time because you're not driving to a therapist's office once a week. Or every two weeks. It's, it's every day. Every for 15 day. minutes you leave a voice memo. Yeah, you're unpacking. You're just kind of working through what it is you need to, to talk about. What it is that you need to... Um, have someone shoulder your burden with for for a time being and to have someone else who is essentially like a mental health first responder that's a good way of looking at it. like you're i'm not a counselor um i'm not a licensed therapist i'm also not a spiritual director but i see it as this it occupies this middle ground in between both where there's you know we're not this like body soul divide and so this honors that yeah. like there's a lot of overlap and it really Com- Which is funny because you were a first responder in other ways. You were a lifeguard and you were an EMT firefighter. Yeah. But you weren't a paramedic. Right. I never felt called to go to stick people. <laughs> so imagine, okay, imagine that this is like the EMT. Who- I have never felt called to go beyond. And, and that is is very funny. Like maybe it goes back to me wanting to be Batman, age five <laughs> or 25 or 35 and wanting to help people. There's yeah. this thread of like, I don't know what I want to do career-wise. I just know I want to help people. Yeah. And so that came out through being a lifeguard, through being an EMT firefighter, through considering the priesthood and following that for a few years. Um, Retreats. In campus yeah. ministry, too. That's that's so much of what it was, was accompanying. As you're walking with students, that's what I miss from teaching, is not the grind of lesson planning and grading, but the relationships you build up from yeah. September to May, like you're walking with and accompanying people. And that you realize if there are, if you there are going to be times that you have to help somebody find someone else who can. Right. There's times where you know maybe medicine is needed. Maybe you do need a priest. You need uh, something more rigorous. You can point to that direction. But but so many people just need someone to talk to and right. process. Like yeah. I think not not for, for someone to give you all the answers. It's someone right. to like help you figure out. Yeah. Like to use your free will, your discernment. And this whole a- program was you learning, again, Dr. Bataro, I love, we love him. Um, you guys learning the best of psychology that he, he essentially created this curriculum, the best of psychology that is in line with the Catholic Church that essentially is in line with the human anthropology because not all psychology is, not every theory is, not every... So to learn the best of the... He took the best, like what is actually in line, and then also to learn human anthropology through JP2's lens of theology of the body, and then also learn on the spiritual side, like 
kind of spiritual direction. So what you're doing is kind of this in-between spiritual direction, in-between counseling. It's not either, but it's kind of, it's walking with someone, accompanying someone. And if, again, if you need to point them to a psychiatrist, if you need to point them to a actual spiritual director, um, so you're, because guys, guess what? Like when we've gone to colleges, they're like, we're packed. Our counselors are fully booked. We don't have any more room. Like you almost need this program of like the first responders who are going to be there um, because so many people, there's just, I, I mean, I read that this generation, Gen Z is the loneliest, most anxious and most depressed generation ever, ever. Like that's a, that's a huge stat. Like when I was just studying, I did an article about this um, <clears throat> and just reading about this generation. It, it makes sense. Like they need a safe person to talk to. And a couple of my friends, it was funny in the same summer, they both took the same course on like on trauma and people who've had any kind of trauma need a safe, they need a safe person to, to open up like people. Well, I think all, all of us, we all, all need us. safety, right? Like and I, that, yeah, and, and when, in our marriage, like we feel there's a safety, like we can be ourselves. We can be that. Cause that brings out vulnerability, mm-hmm. which brings out intimacy. You can't have intimacy without vulnerability. And I was that you can't have vulnerability without safety. Yeah. And it's not a coddled safe space. Is that what we're saying? What we're saying is, is a place to be home, to be yourself, to like, yeah. Unburden to know, like you, you are going to receive all of me. Yeah. And you're, you're going to receive me with love. Yeah. Cause that's the corrective emotional experience. Uh, talk about that. It's so often like we weren't, um, mothered or fathered in the healthiest of manners all of our parents no matter how awesome they were have shortcomings we understand as parents we have shortcomings so we're all going to by original sin wound our our kids wound each other in any given like way and what healing entails is this corrective emotional experience so so you're able to realize um yeah what was i given what was i not given and the mentorship model, it, it's looking at that, looking at all of that, and then hearing that person and then giving them that safety to experience your emotions, yeah, the things you weren't allowed to experience, <laughs> the parts of you that feel stuck or still, again, I'm still acting out of what happened when I was seven. Or you were, your parents constantly shut you down, like you would say something, ah, just get over it. I mean, that was a generation, right? Like, there was, there was a generation that like you had something happen, like get over it, toughen up, just forget about it. Instead of allowing, it's okay to have emotions. Like as parents, it's, man, I'm so grateful that we've just been learning and learning and we're not perfect and we're learning still, but like just to like emotions aren't bad and it's okay for you to have emotions. Now how you deal with those emotions, how you act out on those emotions that we're going to try to help with that, right? Yeah. So you can feel angry. It's okay to feel, like I say that to our kids, like it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel angry. And obviously there are times as a parent I mess up and we have to ask for, I have to ask forgiveness for my kids. Like, I'm sorry, again, for shutting you down. I'm sorry for getting angry when I should have been, again, allowed them to feel and process and I should have loved them correctly. Um, But I think, yeah, it's just this mentorship model is beautiful. And our friend did it for three months um, with one of the other Catholic psych people. And he, cause that's all he could afford. He's like, listen, I have three months that I can do. And he's like, man, the amount that we went through in three months, because it's every day, it's not once a week, it's every single day. Man, Dr. Bataro, thank God for him. Thank you, Dr. Greg and Catholic psych. And yeah, for thinking of this. Cause you're front loading, um, 
what would take months or years even you're able to get so the the upfront cost is more than traditional therapy but it's also like you're going to go deeper and you're going to get to the root and it's also Quicker, yeah. and and it's integ- it, like the faith is a part of it like your dignity as a child of God is is not is is part of the equation of what you're looking at. Yeah. It's not something over here that well we can't really talk about that or or, or I can't talk about that or I'll lose my license. Like um, we had an episode with Dr. Greg and I'm pretty sure I didn't understand what he was talking about. I kept asking him. He's like the mode and the modality, and I was like, what the model? I had no. Clue. It's, it was so new, and I had just started the program, and now as a graduate, it's it was been it's been life changing. It's been life changing for me as a man, as a husband, as a father. And now I'm feeling blessed to be continuing to do this work. Yeah. And so if, if this has sparked your interest at all, or a friend of yours may could use something like this in the show notes, we'll link to our website, which has an explanation of mentorship, how to pursue it with either me or someone else from the Catholic psych team. We overhauled our website too. That was cool this year. Yeah, yeah that's right. Looks spiffy and new. Mary Kaiser. Yep. Shout out to Mary Kaiser. Who designed it. Thank you, Mary. Um, but yeah, we're excited for a new year. Yeah. And we're, today's a packing day. We got to go pack. And I lost my wallet, folks, or it was stolen. I don't know. So now uh, that'll be fun when I travel tomorrow. Literally got a, <laughs> I don't have a wallet. Thank God for passports. So anyways, oh. it'll all, it'll be, I'll be well. But yeah, you guys, thank you so much for being with us this year and um yeah thank you for everyone who's listened thank you for the sponsors thank you for our patrons yeah. who are supporting us every month who are supporting the production of this show you guys helped to make this happen in the first place yeah we got some more exciting things to come in 2024 have a blessed 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 whether you say it in one syllable or two <laughs> bless your hearts a blessed christmas and new year and yeah, God is not done. He's working. He's just, and some of you, he's just starting. And all of us, he's kind of just starting again. So have a wonderful rest of the year and a happy new year. Cheers. Cheers. See you next time on the Flippity Flop. <laughs> <laughs> bloop, bloop. All right.